Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. This has been oft-requested. Oh, how people have requested it. My goodness. Spirit Science. Now rebranded as the Spiritverse. You know, I, I went over this just on a whim ages ago. It's just this wacky, you know, fake spiritualism. It, I, I don't even know if I have the words to describe this. It's it basically, it's, it's, it's goofy goober shit. But uh, anyway, the guy who made this channel is apparently a cult leader or something. A lot of weird sussy stuff. But people said that he did a video on Ukraine. And uh, yeah, no, okay. No, no, yeah, sure. All right, you've, you've piqued my curiosity. Sure, sure, fine. Only 13 minutes, too. It's, you know, the first one we went over was long. Things you'll find in higher dimensions. This might be an actual video, not, not whatever this is. Was this the Thum dude? Yeah, this was the guy, I think the video said that people all used to be 40 feet tall or something. There were so many things in that video. So much. You have to go back and watch the original. I mean... Okay, let's... Whew. I mean, the Russians are super good at chess, right? They wouldn't start taking pieces unless they knew what they were doing. Okay. But, alright, let's cover the news. Oh, right. Hello, we greetings, and good evenings on these unsettling evenings. It's very, ja very, uh, uh, ooh, very Jonestown's, Jonestown vibes. We, we, we've got a... Yeah, we've had a couple of, couple of brand updates. Yeah. All eyes are on Russia and Ukraine continually these days as we observe the great invasion which began Ignore on the morning the of February 24th, a Thursday. Russia invaded their neighboring country by shelling and rocket attacks on Ukraine's capital and other major cities. In anticipation of this in the weeks prior, Ukraine had requested and begun to receive weapons from Western countries, uh -huh. anti-tank systems from the US and UK, as well as ammo and anti-aircraft missiles from the Baltic states. With the European- I, I gotta say, the eyes are something else. Like, he looks like a FNAF puppet thing. He kind of does. Yeah. The animation has improved, but somehow gotten worse. I didn't realize that you could dip into the uncanny valley with a blue square for a face, you know? Somehow, the level of abstraction on display here is not sufficient to abate my discomfort. In Union pledging over a billion euros in assistance, Despite this, NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, is not actually supporting Ukraine in this battle, due to Ukraine not being a part of NATO just yet. And if NATO were to get involved, we would very likely and quickly step into World War III. So everyone's on high alert and watching closely. Indeed, Ukraine- Like what, like, oh, it, it's a, it's an onk. Why does his, why do, why do his pupils have onks in them with, with a heart in the middle? He can't die. ...is largely standing alone. Over the last several days, we've seen Ukraine lose control of the Chernobyl nuclear site, but also holding their own and slowing the Russian advance on key cities. As of Monday morning, Russian and Ukrainian officials have begun to sit down and have face-to-face -face talks for the first time since the war started. But Keep in mind, this video is one month old. But the Russian military did confirm they had their finger on the nuclear option, just in case. So, you know... Tension's still pretty high. 
In response to the attacks, very quickly Canada, the US, and many other countries responded by placing sanctions on Russia. This means cutting off- I, okay, I could be wrong here, but I actually think that this animation style is done by keying different expressions to actual facial expressions and having a rig where it tracks head movement. Because the, the animation of the head and everything feels like it's, it's like a VTuber. It's, it's a VTuber rig, basically. Though a little more complicated, I think, than like a... Well, no, no, it wouldn't be more complicated. It would just be that instead of having transitory 3D elements that move when you change your expression, it just shifts between 2D uh, frame states. Okay, okay, I think I get that. Yeah. VTuber are more complicated. Now they are. I remember VTuber rigs looked like garbage two years ago. You know, they, like that just shot up. VTubing is really, really new. Yeah. And many other countries responded by placing sanctions on Russia. This means cutting off trade with Putin, which hurts the Russian economy. Though some reports are saying that these sanctions also negatively affect those who are placing them. Putin brushed off these sanctions nonchalantly oh, and fired back at the West, oh. calling them an empire of lies. I guess his thinking is, sure, he's violent, but at least he's honest about it. But even back home for Putin, there's trouble brewing, as not all Russians agree with Putin's war, as a fringe minority seem to have appeared in Moscow and other cities protesting the attack on you. You know, the framing so far is actually pro-Ukrainian, which is funny because that means that spirit science has a better take on this so far than most of the online left. Ukraine. But the authorities were having none of that. They quickly cracked down on critical voices, with many videos appearing of Russians being arrested on the streets in Moscow. The Russian government has since put out statements now reminding citizens that unauthorized protests are against the law. So wait, how does one get their protests authorized? It's a trap! Uh. Sure seems that way. What do you think? Who's the good guy here? Everyone thinks they're the good guy. What? The real question is, who can practice truth, love, and authenticity most? Oh no, most? wait, here we go. The Tao Te Ching says that whoever doesn't have an enemy will surely win in a battle of opposites. It's also in the Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna won in the end because he fought with God and love in his heart. Wait, he, wait, he won against God? Wait, holy, I gotta read the Bhagavad Gita. That's badass. Was it, is it? Oh, fought with God. Oh, is it fought with? Like, alongside? That's less cool. That's like cheating. You didn't even do anything. Like, God did stuff. Okay. Okay. That's like, it's like the mimic tier in Elden Ring. <laughs> but of course, there's a much deeper story happening here, too. Here at Spirit News, we believe in unity consciousness. And so we're going to attempt to look at all sides of the stories and illuminate a bigger picture about okay. what is going on. Let's see what everyone is saying about this event in an attempt to find a higher truth. To be clear, this is not to condone any of the violence or war, oh, no. nor to take sides one way or another. Oh no. Now most Western sources paint Russia as a bully on the playground, which might be completely just, true. It says just a mean guy. Russia says that they are trying to demilitarize Ukraine, putting an end to a serious and widely unreported war that has been growing for eight years between the two countries. According to the representative of Russia, for years the Western media kept silent on all of this, 
ignoring that more than 13,000 people have died in the Donbass, the easternmost part of Ukraine, as a result of this largely unreported war. Damn, I, I wish... I wish that hadn't happened. If only Russia hadn't sent heavy ordnance to and funded thousands of Russian separatists and given them direct orders to attack cities and conquer them and fight with Ukrainian security forces. Nice. Well. While Russia provided them with humanitarian aid, Kyiv besieged them by cutting off trade, finance, and even utilities. The, the invaders. <laughs> Wait, that is such a funny way of putting it. Like, Russia invades Ukraine, and then it's like, while Russia provided the, the invaders aid, Ukraine uh, fought back against them, uh, sent soldiers to fight them, and, uh, uh, you, you know, denied them aid. You cut off aid to the... The soldiers invading their country. No, no, no. He's he's saying what Russia is saying, not his own thing. I just it's it's just it's very funny. Okay, let me. Uh. The Western media will largely portray Ukraine as the innocent good guys and Russia as the bad guys, but looking deeper into Ukraine's politics shows that their history is, well, just as messy as everyone else. The events ongoing today largely uh, wait, has this to might do actually with things be his that take. took place over thirty years ago when the Soviet Union fell and many independent states emerged, one of which included Ukraine, a rather neutral country between the East and the West. But historically, before the fall of the Soviet Union, people freely traveled between these differing countries because they were not different, they were unified. Putin seems to want to bring about a strengthening of Russia and a reunification now with Ukraine for various political and defensive reasons. One factor that is less dis can you can you imagine being the guy who gets his geopolitics from spirit science? Like it, like imagine meeting that person in the wild and you're talking to them about like Brexit or something, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I oppose Brexit, uh, you know, because the 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 Hare Krishna, you know, line of spirit draws across the English Channel, and uh, the you know, I did I say Brexit? 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 Uh." And uh, I don't want to disrupt that flow of energy, you know, or something like that. Discussed in the Western mainstream media is that ever Brexit, since NATO it? and Russia were established after the Soviet collapse, NATO has slowly but surely broken many past agreements with Russia. No, it ha- wait. No, hey, hold on. No, it hasn't. It broke zero agreements with Russia. I can't believe I'm debunking the political, not debunking, I can't believe I'm arguing against the political text. Because he's saying this is Russia's perspective, but I don't know how much of this is being presented like critically or whatever, or if he's going to presume like counter arguments later. And expanded to include a larger number of countries, slowly moving closer to the Russian border over 30 years. And there have been many talks with Ukraine joining them too. But this, to Putin, feels like a passive aggressive play of slowly moving towards his side of the chessboard but never actually making any attacking moves. Now, of course, this is ultimately predicated on the idea that NATO is or could be a hostile enemy towards Russia in the future, which of course, NATO would deny. But if we look at how Putin is feeling about it, oh. and feelings are important, it kind of feels like one of those situations you see in movies, where there's a bully who's really mean to another kid, but never actually throws a punch, and then after feeling emotionally abused for a while, the other kid goes into a violent rampage. And it's, 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 it's like the kid from a Christmas story. It's a, I'm sorry. Then they're the one that gets into trouble. 
To be clear, I'm not trying to say that NATO intrinsically is a bully or even has hostile intentions, but we can see that they definitely have broken agreements not to- Oh, they had no! You're the, the, the guiding inner light has misled our favorite cult leader on this one. Expand and thus expanded closer to Russia and do seem to have an interest of being an even greater world power. We recently made a video called Decentralized Globalism about oh, no. just this. Oh God. NATO may truly have an intention here to unify the world, creating a new world order with a- Oh, oh we have to watch that one after this. A one world government. So check that video out if you're- Wait, wait, <laughs> It's a defensive alliance. There's not even a superseding political body. I okay. Interested to go deeper. This just in. It seems that earlier this week, the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, was barricaded in his office in Kyiv and signed an application to join the European Union. It seems that the Russian aggression is naturally pushing Ukraine into the arms of another. And apparently, Putin is now also shelling civilians. So, karmically, that's probably not going to go well for him. Dude, what's your, what's your take on the Russian invasion of Ukraine? Well, I gotta say, Putin's chakras are fucked right now, frankly. His heart, listen, okay, his heart weighs many times more than a feather, and it is not, it is not looking good. According to Western sources, Putin is attempting not just to topple the Ukrainian leader, but also secure Ukraine's capital and transform it into a modern version of a Soviet-style satellite state, yeah, such as this neighboring is a Belarus. Old, this video. They claim that Putin intends to reshape European security to suit Russia, and to put NATO on the back foot through his display of military force in Ukraine. Further, a wonderful presentation by Real Life Lore on YouTube also explained that energy is likely a large part of this, as Russia's economy is strong due to selling their oil to the oil-hungry Western countries in Europe. But and Germany. Oh, we have a mad person in chat. I don't understand why does Vosh pretend Ukraine is in block water to separatist areas? First of all, wait, when did I pretend that? Wait, yeah, they have. It's been a brutal conflict. In the, in the Donbass region, when it began, I think Ukraine just had a couple of thousand soldiers. I mean, like, they had, like, nobody, you know? It's been a brutal, constant battle. But, I mean, they've been invaded, <laughs> you know? Basically, like, the separatist areas of Ukraine are occupied territory by the enemy. Like, in, 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 you know, blocking water in that, it's, it's, it's not as though you're, like, cutting off a bunch of protesters or whatever. They were invaded. And NATO is objectively a defensive alliance. That is explicitly what it is. But Ukraine's sovereignty and even joining NATO could massively threaten Russia's strength in this area. And so Putin is doing whatever he can to stop this from happening. To use a chess analogy, it looks to me like there are two games that Russia is playing, whether or not you see NATO or Ukraine as playing along. In one, Ukraine could be seen like a pawn in NATO's game, one space from the end of the board. And if they move forward that one space, representing joining NATO, that pawn is promoted into a queen in NATO's military and a much bigger threat to Russia. That's how this works. We have mutually assured destruction. Nobody's going to invade Russia. The only reason these countries are joining NATO is because Russia's threatening them. In anticipation of that, Putin went for the pawn. And here we are. 
it's probably fair. But when he does that, he just, if he does that, he just puts his borders up against Poland. Do you want a Russia-Polish border? Who, hey, raise your hand if you want a Russia-Poland border and also the end of the world. Does anyone, does anyone want soldiers on either side of that line facing each other down? Fair to say, too, that Putin feels like that Ukrainian pawn was actually his piece. Russia's already border in Poland. You know what I mean. Originally, so he might be feeling a little entitled here. In the second okay. game, which Russia kind of forced Ukraine to play, it seems to be a fight for Ukraine's life and even sovereignty. But they have all been standing together to hold their own and defend their country. Ukraine does look a bit stuck in the middle of the whole thing, just trying to find out who they are. Because Ukraine is a... Yeah, the, the Russian-Polish border right now is fake. Nobody can convince me that this part of Russia is real. Okay? You can't convince me. I'm sorry, I don't... It's, it's fake. I, I don't care. Call it Little Lithuania if you want, okay? It's, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't recognize it. I don't believe in it. It's not real to me. I don't care. This is, uh, Kaliningrad Erasure. I am erasing Kaliningrad, okay? This is Little Lithuania now. Thank you. I actually don't know anything about the geopolitics of this, this little region. Um, listen, okay, I just, I just don't want, I just don't want this border. <laughs> Hey Dylan. Hey Dylan, my foreign policy expert. We're getting the scoop on the Russia-Ukraine situation from Spirit Science. In a really beautiful way, and has people from both Russia and Europe living there. And these are people who love and care for each other and want to protect each other. In this, Ukraine seems to represent a sort of unity consciousness between the East and the West. But a house divided against itself cannot stand. But I like what? They are standing together. While from the outside, NATO... What? what does that have to do? That's a Lincoln quote. What does that have to do with... Okay. Forces have military posted all around the country, but for the time, they're not going to fight. Which, as we discussed, big booms everywhere, what? probably. Indeed, it is a time of great stiffness and attention, and many hold fear around the potential of a greater war. Fear, recently identified as an even greater virus than COVID, keeps us stuck in our patterns and lock us into habits of thinking that compel us into limitation and suffering. Today, we stand at another crossroad, asking ourselves, how far will humanity push things this time? But if we allow ourselves to be consumed in this fear, we Pretty miss long. out on the bigger, bigger picture, which might just be that Russia is specifically targeting U.S. bioweapon labs, just like the one that made COVID, oh, but no. which are based in Ukraine. Oh no! A Twitter user put the story no! together and then was quickly banned from Twitter outright. So, because of that reason, I don't think I can go into it anymore without. <laughs> no! <laughs> we were doing so good. <laughs> It was almost sane. <laughs> Probably having this video taken down. But wait, there's a bigger, bigger, bigger picture too. For most of us, we're sitting here watching the whole thing unfold. Of course, there are people on the ground getting hurt and killed, and things are really intense for many people right now. 
but for most I don't, of I don't even know. Listen, guys, guys, okay. Is the U.S. developing bioweapons? Obviously. And they're doing it in the United States. Why, if we were developing bioweapons, would we ever do it in countries that are in constant threat of invasion? Like, Russia has been invading Ukraine for eight years. You think the U.S. would be like, oh, yeah, let's just put our highly illegal, internationally de delicate, sensitive... Dude, what? <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we did our bioweapons research in the Kashmir region? <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm President W. Bush, and I'm putting our top-secret illegal bioweapons lab in Tibet. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why would they do that? It's probably in the, it's in Nevada or something. It's just, it's underground in Nevada. It, we're not okay. Us around the world watching, we have an opportunity to check ourselves and see how we're choosing to respond. <laughs> the Korean demilitarized zone. <laughs> you have South Korean lab workers who are carefully tracing a path around the landmines every morning and night to get to and from work. Bond. Fear stops you from stepping fully into your inner light, connecting with your higher self, and creating true peace and lasting freedom in your reality uh -huh. by the virtue of your clarity of mind, peace of emotion, and graceful action. If we have a World War III, it will be in divine order, because everything is a part of the same cosmic oneness that many through time have called God, Tao, or Spirit. And we give thanks today for the love that is here, all around us, waiting for us to lay down our shields, lay down our swords, give up our fight, and open ourselves to love and higher truth. So thank you so much for watching. And uh -huh. now, a special word from our cameraman. Oh, that's me. I suddenly feel so on the spot. Okay, let's go outside. What? Much better. One thing I love about the Spirit Science audience, that's you by the way, is how much love is shared in the comments all the time. And today I have a message for anybody who really resonates with Spirit Science or any of the videos that we've made over the years. If you've got some value out of our content and you wanna get a little bit closer to the Spirit Vibes, I've just created a new way for you to do that. Today, you can get a Spirit Science membership. Ah, uh, wait, you're advertising yourself? Okay, wait. I need to see that video. Oh, that was literally the last video. Decentralized Global. The new Aquarian World Order. Oh my, we, we see him in the real, in the real world. If you ever have doubts about an Illuminati global control agenda, just remember- that Fuck, he's cute. No wonder he was able to run a cult. That many years ago, Walter Cronkite, the most trusted man- Okay, in wait, hold, I'm just gonna hold on. Okay, this is incredible. He's just wearing a hoodie, but it's, like, clearly a cultist hood. Like, a normal hoodie's hood is much thicker than that, you know? It's basically just like a, like a semicircle that you pull up over your head. This is, like, cultist drapery. You, you, you see what I'm talking about with, like, the, the, like, the type of the head wear? Like, you could pull that forward and it would be, like, the, the, the cultist hood. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, Dylan. Um, DM me. Yeah, we should set something up for sure. I'm, I think it's really awesome the work that you've done. Once said this at a World Federalist Association meeting. Pat Robertson has written in a book a few years ago that we should have a world government 
but only when the Messiah arrives. <laughs> he wrote, and literally, any attempt to achieve world order before that time must be the work of the devil. Well, join me. I, I'm glad to sit here at the right hand of Satan. When I Based. first saw that clip, it got me thinking about everything that's going on right now. From the micro to the macro view, what we're experiencing in our day to day, and the big picture of our evolution as a species over not just this next decade, but the next hundred and even potentially thousand years. It's okay, Mark, so I still love you. There's a dark part to this story. Am I having Dylan on tonight? No, I don't. My cough isn't reliable enough yet for me to feel comfortable talking to people. Um, but soon, like probably within the next few days. We also have the What If Alt Hiss debate coming up, and there's a podcast that I'm going on. I'll release more details soon. And there's also a very light part. And this video intends to illuminate them both. Enjoy, and I'll see you at the end. The New World Order. Okay. Whether you believe in it or not, fear it or revere it, it's coming. The transformative changes to technology alone have ensured a new reality for all of humanity to share. But as for the end result, in terms of what it looks like, do we actually Hey, I'm fear it or not, I'm just here to give you a neutral assessment on the situation. Pay no mind to the design that I've chosen for these triangle-headed skull cultist figures puppeteering dolls as they reach towards you menacingly. <laughs> it's just, see, I'm just here to give you the, the take. In the outcome, you're likely aware of the numerous conspiracy theories surrounding the deep state, secret government, or Illuminati, who are believed to be facilitating all of the world events orchestrating society on a phenomenal scale by influencing the most elite from the most powerful nations of the world. These people are believed to make up a secret society who for generations have slowly steered the direction humanity has gone, using wars, censorship, pandemics, and terrorism. Hold, well, hold on, wait. We need to break this down. We're on real spirit science territory now. Okay. First of all, I just want to say, in the same way, that believing America is responsible for all the evil in the world is basically just reverse American exceptionalism. Being a big conspiracy theorist like this, I feel like is a kind of reverse liberal meritocracy belief because it stems from the idea that all the people in charge of the world are like these uniquely competent people as opposed to what they really are, which is retarded. Like, you want to look at the Bush administration and tell me that these people are part of some kind of like extremely competent global conspiracy the trump administration like come on like come on jesus like oh, we have social media we can look online and see that all the powerful people in the world are mediocre and have like daddy issues okay we we, we don't have to it's not it's not subtle so uh, to to believe like what conspiracy what what world order okay people Look throughout all of human history. The most powerful people on earth can barely get their own shit to work. Like, look at the Roman Empire. Look at the Holy Roman Empire. Look at the Constantinople. Look at the Byzantine Empire. Like, even when there is genuine, uncontested domination of a space, things still fall apart all the time. Like, if you want to take a look at, like, hegemony, the Roman Empire was a hegemon. Nothing else even came close. And then it fell apart. <laughs> like it's, it's it, like you can have all the power you want. You can't stop entropy. 
humanity has gone using wars censorship i like i like how i like how the picture for censorship is the facebook guy and not like any actual real world examples of censorship you know we don't want to go with like mccarthy or anything like that's what we're going with. facebook the the platform that is generally uh quite uh, uh liberal with its moderation policies okay yeah it's like the least censored social media platform of like the big ones okay pandemics and terrorist attacks to finally reach their goal of creating a one world government presidents and political and also if there was genuinely a global conspiracy why would they need a one world government like at all isn't it tried and true the idea that manufacturing conflicts within a fake group of divisions is more effective than just having one brand that's why like there are a million candy brands that are all owned by different companies but all those different companies are owned by the same mega company like the illusion of choice makes people more contented than the uh than the truth of uniformity why would they want a one world government if they're already in control of everything like wh why would that be why would that be better leaders have spoken of the new world order on numerous occasions and the summit of world billionaires at the world economic forum have rolled out with their intentions for a foundational rewrite of society called the great reset uh i know this conspiracy all right let's go the word that gets thrown around often is globalism globalism can mean different things to different people at a neutral level it's an ideology based on the belief that people, goods, and information ought to be able to cross national borders unfettered. Based. However, politically, it's considered a policy in which the entire world is regarded as the appropriate sphere for a state's influence. The term is commonly used in a negative way, addressing the one world government that Walter Cronkite mentioned at the beginning. It's a little like the empire. I was just thinking, if they cut to Hitler, that'd be funny, but this might actually be funnier. I okay. ...in Star Wars. But again, Illuminati that, wait, that's or it? not, over the next decade, new social systems are being implemented that will foundationally influence how we live our uh, lives. What happened to their neck? Whether it's traveling internationally... Oh, holy shit! Is that a Vosh reference? ...or just going to dinner. The structure of society itself is being rewritten, and the pandemic is the means by which these changes have been initiated. Why are they always so vague? What changes? What are we talking about? Just so you guys know, the Great Reset is a term that's been bantied about by some neoliberal fucks, and basically the idea was like, hey, since global trade is being slowed massively by the pandemic, maybe this is a chance for us to reassess, like, what elements of global capitalism are beneficial and which ones aren't. It's basically just standard neoliberal ghoul shit, but it has nothing to do with, like, a broad, like, global political shift. It's literally just like, it's it's basically just like a like a, a marketing team putting like a, a glitzy PR term on. Hey, let's take advantage of the current situation to continue with 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 capitalism. But if you if you don't like capitalism, that's fine. But like, it's not one world government thing. It's literally just like business as usual. And by the way, the Great Reset thing, it didn't happen. Global trade is already back up. COVID's not over, but the slump in trade is abated significantly. It's it, like, it didn't happen. Everything is the same, just slightly worse. The way it always is. 
and it's only going to keep on going. Systems are the foundation. Yeah, the, the, the brief period of time during which the Suez Canal was stuck was like the one chance the global elite had to bring about a, a new world order. And they, they missed their chance. Foundation of human society, whether it's financial systems or communication systems, technology itself is a reflection of our imagination given form in the... Holy shit! Stuff we create is a reflection of the arc of the of what we want to create. What the the things we build are reflections of the thoughts we have about that which we w wish to build. Really, creation of systems to help us live, and today there are supportive and detrimental systems that we live by using these technologies that we've made. We must see that many of them are out of date and are growing ready for a deep renewal, whether we like it or not. From education systems to factory farming, or the financial systems that we use, they're incredibly delicate. What? Mostly because of the use of fiat currencies. Okay. Money that is not tied to any valuable physical resource, such as gold or silver. Fiat currencies come with rising inflation and interest that all As opposed to before Nixon, when we didn't have inflation. That's right. You see, from 1776 up until the 1960s, there was no inflation of the US dollar because it was backed by the gold standard. And then, only after it was taken off the gold standard under the Nixon administration, then, then we had inflation. That didn't happen before. Also keeps the debt-based system growing indefinitely. These what? what? Wait, what? Wait, no, what? What? No, it doesn't. Wait, you, wait, we, we, we were accumulating national debt back when we were backed by the gold standard. That doesn't, that, that's not, the Great Depression happened when we were under the gold. <sighs> These out-of-date systems perpetuate an older consciousness from generations that no longer apply to the world that we have. And I believe today, humanity is starting to realize that. William Blake once wrote, I must create a system or be enslaved by another man's. Interesting that so many of us are living by systems, including belief systems, that have been passed down from generation to generation, rarely questioned or evolved, until now, as the age of the internet has brought information to everyone, and as a result of this very creation, its next evolution <laughs> yeah, most uh, Twitter schizo posters don't make a 17-minute animation, okay? Appreciate this shit while you, while you can... ...is creating one of the biggest shifts in personal wealth that the world has ever seen. Now, this might seem on the contrary to the control agenda that we've spoken on. What? What? what wait, wait, hold on. Bitcoin hasn't led to the massive shift in wealth. It might in the future, but not right now. Second of all, why is the duct tape Facebook? Okay, has spirit science been banned on Facebook and since then Facebook is just their go-to analogy for censorship? Is that why they were just banned from Facebook and now like anytime it's the duct tape over the mouth, it's like it's, it's Facebook duct tape, yeah. Okay. 
as today many are speaking out that their freedoms are being stripped away with censorship limiting even what we can discuss online. Facebook, yep. If people rise up in revolt, they could face arrests and charges. And if even more people rose up in mass, it's likely the army would get involved and martial law would ensue. Well, I found the spirit science on Facebook. I'm about the progressive realization of worthy ideas. We don't rape people. We aren't Jordan. Him and Lexi both left Spirit Kingdom LLC over a year ago. Find them over at Spirit Science if you're looking for them. Okay. So after the whole cult rape business with the person who made the YouTube channel, they split off of this org. And now the second sentence of their thing is we don't rape people. <clears throat> well, okay. All, all right. Jordan D, the spirit science guy, raped his girlfriend. Yeah, I think I remember that. My root chakra is destroyed. That's fair. I destroy other people's root chakras on the nightly. Fuck. All right. People don't generally want that. And while protests are popping up more and more these days, with people growing dissatisfied about how things are, the vast majority of people often stay- Guys, I'm kidding. You think I'm going out on Tinder dates with this fucking ear condom? ...in their lanes, keep their heads down, and pray that something changes for the better. Wait, 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 keep your heads- Because they, they were closing? ...lanes, keep their heads down. Keep their- What? The, what? Keeping your head down means that you're trying to avoid some kind of consequence by not participating. This is just compliance with, okay. And pray that something changes for the better. And those prayers, from what it looks like, may have been answered. Emerging from the depths of society and developed around the world, almost as if an immune response from the collective, uh, we have a new technology emerging. Okay, well, okay, wow. We really are just full on doing the crypto show. All cults are like, um, it's, it's all like a maelstrom. Called the blockchain. You've probably heard about it. People are starting to recognize it for what it is. Oh no. Not just a new form and method of currency, but a digital and decentralized mean. Yep, 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 yep. Where is it? Where's the crypto shilling? Where's your coin? You gotta have one down here. Holy shit, that is a long bio. It says hidden spirituality, spirituality, one. Yep, oh, it's right at the top. Support spirit science with crypto. That's right, yep. Means of exchange a platform of decentralization that allows for varying degrees of systems to be created that are free of the issues of centralization. This technology, however, is not just a form of online exchange, because in a way, it's becoming the backbone of- We need to start putting Thorazine in the water supply. We need to start putting cyanide in the water supply, okay? I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm fucking, I, I'm tired. And also, I do appreciate the potent irony, given the fact that um, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and Web 3.0 have been almost completely hijacked by Ponzi scheme grifters and, like, 
financier, venture capitalist, multimillionaires who just want to make a quick buck off the hype they can generate off of a new and fairly inscrutable kind of prospective investment. You know, like, imagine being like the big karma, spirit science, return to tradition, unlock your root chakras guy, and then like, yeah, bro, let me, like, just imagine a guy who is really into spirit science so that he can balance his atom ions and his chakras and also watches crypto bro stock trade videos where he where he 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 wants to maintain his diamond hands by holding on to the crypto like how do you of a new kind of internet internet 3.0 a somewhat decentralized internet that combines the on-screen, the AR, and the VR together. And it's going to explode out on us like you wouldn't believe. The question is, how will it be adopted by society, by the governments? How will the decentralized and the centralized merge together? Can you... Did you see, um... That incredible video from Folding Ideas, where I learned that the cost of making a transaction over ethereum can be like hundreds of dollars like if you want to buy anything anything at all using crypto it's like they can only process so many transactions at a time so it's a bidding fee you literally bid for the right to pay using any kind of cryptocurrency and the price can be hundreds or possibly thousands of dollars <laughs> that is remarkable or affect each other. The faster we go, the more messy it will be. But if we create a pathway of transition, 50 to 100 years, then it may be more gentle than if everything shifts in only the next 10 years or less. But while faster may be more deadly, it also could be far more efficient. So, so, he's, so he's literally just ripping off the designs from inside job? I didn't see this, by the way. Is this any good? I think I saw one joke from one of the trailers that looked halfway clever. Is it any good at all? Decent? Okay, it's, it's decent. So, wait, literally, it's just like... We're just plagiarized. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> okay to only the next 10 years or less. But while faster may be more deadly, it also could Excuse be me. far more efficient. We are talking about reconfiguring the financial markets of the oh entire world God. here. And this is not a small task. But see, this video isn't necessarily about finances or crypto. Yeah, I wanted to learn about the new Aquarian world order, you asshole. Come on. But those are a part of this conversation moving in the direction of new systems that are universally designed is great because the world is more connected than ever thanks to technology you could almost say a great reset was needed and could take us in a very natural direction as a species that is if the power was shared at least to a degree if we had a more decentralized world this is not to say that we'll have to dissolve nations and borders to make this work. Oh. Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. My bad, spirit science. 
unlocking your chakra to connect with the inner god and d discover the seven divine sounds of the golden trumpet. That oh, it's totally achievable. Getting rid of borders. Ugh. What kind of what 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 kind of ridiculous magical nonsense is that? Getting rid of Poland. Poland has been gotten rid of like five times. Germany did it. Russia did it. What you think? You think we can't do it again? Who knows what that's going to look like in the future? But for all of us to become global citizens, keeps coming back. Poland is like a keloid. Okay, you can get rid of it as many times as you want. It'll just keep popping back up in same-ish place. World people, what kind of evolution of consciousness would be required for humanity to see that reality come true? We are entering the age of Aquarius, oh, after all, oh. and that means for the I'm next two thousand years, we get to learn what it means to be humanitarian and connected. Hey. unique unto ourselves. Drawing wisdom from the Hermetica, Hermes specifically teaches us to let necessity follow its course and saying that the universe won't be complete until mankind plays its part. Hermes also states though, that part of the human path is to do all kinds of crazy and messed up things. And that's part of how we're supposed to learn who and what we really are. Imagine promoting cryptocurrency in the same video where you're complaining about oil, which is... <laughs> okay. We learn about the soul spark lights we are by the shadow that we cast. What's wrong with this? Take it's just World a port. Two, for example. Humanity grew from this global event. Countries evolved and uh -oh. matured, uh -oh. and we learned some pretty big lessons as a result of the horrors from the past. What lessons are we learning? This is the real world war was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> so Soviet American soldiers and German civilians all locking arms in Berlin. Well... You know, we we made some mistakes, but the real the real war was against the worst versions of ourselves. <laughs> Today, in this we can imagine humanity like a pendulum swinging back and forth. Sometimes we swing it exceptionally strong on one side, and then we swing it back. It doesn't matter if humanity takes a globalist path or not, and there's wisdom in this. We are like children in the scope of our human evolution, and so much higher to climb to become citizens of the universe. And no matter what path we take, we're going to mess it up. Roosevelt, after the Battle of the Bulge, was won by the Allied powers. You you did a genocide. Listen, Germany, you did a genocide. You did an ethnic cleansing. You did a global war. You did an anti-Semitism. You did a no growth. Okay. Very disappointed. What? Why did he have to bring up World War II? What? Like, why? 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 Like we're doing this whole <laughs> ephemeral spiritualism bullshit, and it's like, you know. This 
hippie mumbo jumbo is exactly like the Second World War. Just set, just bring up the Holocaust, dude. Just just do it. Just show pictures of of Auschwitz. I just just make the comparisons, okay? I'm ready for them. Hit hit me. That's the key. Especially when it comes to learning as a whole species, we're going to keep learning and we're going to keep failing and learning from those failings over and over until we learn how to get it right. If we collectively can agree to learn first and evolve together, then we can break the cycle. What, what's, what's the anime where all the countries are, um, are, are, are all the countries are anime girls? Hetalia, right? Could you, it's, it's like you, you have the Germany girl and it's like a, it's like a shonen bit where like they keep making mistakes, but they keep picking themselves up. It's basically framed like uh, like Naruto, you know, except instead of like every time Naruto betrays his principles or like fucks up or loses a battle, it's like another Hitler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We keep, yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes, but I keep learning from them. And he's like point back and there's like the ruins of like eight holocausts near past. <laughs> it's just... I if anyone if, if anyone's not following why I find this funny is because the framing of this video is making it sound like World War II was a necessary component in the spiritual growth of the human species. That's explicitly what he's saying, actually. Um which is insane. Which is absolutely psychotic. Uh cycle of failing as much. Until we can all see each other, learn from each other, work together collectively. Well, it's going to have to be uh. okay that we fall down a bit. <laughs> and that's really the message here today. Wait, the Holocaust? We, you, you mentioned World War II. <laughs> okay that we fall uh, down a bit. <laughs> Hello, well, I am Adolf Hitler, and this is okay my old oh, oh, no, no, oh. And that's really the message here today. That <laughs> everything is going to be okay. Over this next year and years to come, we're going to face so many things. From climate disasters to a potential solar flare knocking out our global power for a few weeks. Okay. And not to mention however many more strains of the virus that they're going to roll out with. They're gonna roll out with my man. <laughs> my man. I love this guy. We should we should do this channel more often. But the end results, we will be renewed. These challenges will confront those 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 cocoon wrappings are the Holocaust. <laughs> Our hearts, our minds, our belief systems, and our tech systems, and force us to recreate them all. And the human spirit and ingenuity will come together as it always does in a creative expression what? of tomorrow's dream. What the fuck? Are you if is the that a laser? Powers of greed try and constrict us. We'll continue to flow and find a new form of expression. Hey, this is from the, the Last Airbender. When it comes down to it, no matter how far we swing the pendulum to one side... Wait, what did any of this have to do with the world order? This is just the same... Other, ...dragging everything in their net towards the abyss of planetary systems collapse. Oh, there we go. ...but that it surrenders entirely. 
And because we can swing back, we in mass won't allow things to go farther than they genuinely can. So to close, I want to share a quote from Caroline Casey, who once wrote, The all too visible forces of greed are stupidly lumbering along, dragging everything in their net towards the abyss of planetary... No, it's not even about the New World Order. It's just more weird, nondescript, vague, meaningless bullshit about greed and humanity overcoming it. What? What One World Order? Turn. So too, the belief exists that we are here. Okay? My heart is called to do that course. I need one more. Wait, somebody linked this earlier, that he infiltrated a hospital? Okay. I've infiltrated a hospital. Okay. Okay. I've infiltrated a hospital to find out more about how this place works. What? I want to know what the modern society... What modern... What modern society knows about healing. Okay. This is what they... This is what they use. Internally, I have no fucking idea what this device is. Externally, huh. so this, so this is what they do. Huh. Uh, my man. This guy is about to do a prank. He's got a prank channel. This is actually a crime. Oh, yeah, he's totally committing a crime here. Yeah, 100%. Isn't it a crime to impersonate a doctor? Um, I mean, there's there's got to be something here, right? They're, like, actually doing, like, fucking open-heart surgery or some shit. But, like, none of the other doctors here are going to, like, confront him because there are, like, 18 people in here and they're all doing their own thing, right? Like... All right. Well, we sh we sure we sure are watching a surgery. Yeah, he's not sterile either. He's just walking in here with his shit hands, his shit body. Imagine if this guy died later of an infection, and he's like, "What? We we were so clean, and it's because this goober walked in here." Yep. It cleans the blood. From being at the hospital, I learned quite a few things about healing arts and... and, and did, 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 did we... Did we learn... What did we learn? Do you, have, do you know what any of that shit does? You have to have a doctorate, I think, to understand a lot of that stuff. It's very complicated. I like his shirt, too. Shirt... Confirmation of the racist allegations. And what modern society knows and understands about healing. My first observation was the incredible lack of crystals. I noticed that too. Crystals. Because it seems that we as modern society have actually slowly drifted away from... from, from more universal, natural forms of growth and healing and more of a technological driven way of looking at things. Now don't get me wrong because this isn't a bad thing. Hospitals are great because 
they're here to help and help heal. I think That's what most good. people are missing, though, is that healing has to come from yourself. You are the only person that can heal yourself. Yeah. So this is very true, you know. Uh, it's very true. If you're shot and you're bleeding, it's, it's, a, it's a positivity thing. Yes, a doctor can cut open your brain and do some surgery and, and, you know, pull out something bad, you know, treating the symptom. But for you to truly heal has to come from within, has to come from yourself. Now, if I was, for example, to break my leg or something, and in the past I've actually broken my thumb, I would, of course, go to a hospital and get that repaired. That's what they do. They, they, the hospitals, it seems, are, are very good for physical, helping the physical body repair itself. Now, uh -huh. of course, the, the, the self has to be the one to repair all parts of the self. If you know, you fix your body, that's one aspect out of your whole being. You still have your mental body. Yeah, listen, you may have fixed your broken leg bone, but have you healed your broken spirit bone? No, that's what you need the crystals for. Yeah, if, the, if, the, if this is the, the lesson, like, oh yeah, dude, you know, hospitals are great for physical health, but you need crystals for spiritual health. Okay. Sure. Whatever. This is the type of thinking that directly leads to people dying as well as the Christian. Oh no, 100%. People like this are morally repugnant. Uh, I don't, I really don't care how much of it is a grift or how much of it is sincere. Uh, go to therapy, walk into traffic. I don't care. I hate this bullshit. I hate the meta superstition. I hate the metaphysical whatever. I mean, the fact that this guy in particular has been accused of his girlfriend and leads a cult doesn't incline me any positively toward, you know, like, I'm, I'm not going to be disposed towards a positive perception of this guy to begin with, but, like, at the end of the day, like, this is just, we had another reason why I hate, absolutely despise superstition in all of its forms. You have to make arguments based on, uh, empirical evidence. You still have your, your, your conscious self that you go about your day with and experience reality so but apparently I had permission to enter the operating room here i go question one how did i get into the hospital actually i i went in with the film crew because the the surgeries always get filmed i it was kind of like a freelance job with the guy i'm staying with because he actually works for a video company and he was like, hey, do you want to come film surgery? <laughs> Here's the big one is, is where, where's Spirit Science season two? Come on. It seems like everyone just really, really wants. So it wasn't an act. He was just like faking the infiltrating. And it was just like, uh, okay. That makes more sense because he didn't get arrested. By just repairing your physical body, wonderful. But you have to take the responsibility to fix the rest of you as well. Why does he have a weird accent in some works? That's another typical cult thing. Megalomaniacs or people who have like massive egos who try to dominate people around them will usually play with elements of their presentation and identity in a very fake way because they're trying to experiment with what they can do to um to compel others. It's a, it's a pretty common thing. I think the biggest thing that's missing however in hospitals today is the is the word healing. The healing process within okay, the hospital. Stop. And the se are we still on a segment editors stop. Should have ended the segment a million years ago. I'm doing another one for the Mayans ahead of their time. 1312 timestamp based two hours and 40. The spirit science psychedelics movie. Guys, it's not even three hours. Guys, it's it's not even three hours. Guys would have gone to the hemp industry. What we're really selling often and intensely four to eight hours, a heightened level.
true. I agree with everything in this video. The vaccine convo nobody is having. Man, do I want to do COVID? How to destroy toxic beauty stand. Do I want to do that? That sounds fun, though. Wait! Demystifying Tantra, the secrets of sacred sexuality. Not even a contest. Sorry! Hey it, sh show me how to unlock that gussy, the god pussy. Me, me when I'm trying to convince the eight-armed tantric karma goddess that my human dick would feel good unsuccessfully. Hey there. Today, let's take a step towards physical ascension and empowerment. Oh, yeah. Explore oh. the esoteric history and world of tantra. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. Despite the first texts of the tantric tradition popping up in India around 500 AD and having a... <laughs> let's learn about sex from the cultist... Beautifully complex history filled with political, social, and spiritual revolution and empowerment. Today, public consciousness seems to associate it with weird sexual rituals and some kind of cult of ecstasy or strange relationship dynamics. Uh-huh. Which is only a very surface-level understanding of this amazing tradition. Wait, what were the original people doing? They're just chilling. They're just chilling. Public consciousness seems to associate it with weird sexual rituals and some kind of cult of ecstasy or strange relationship dynamics which is only a very surface level understanding of this amazing tradition. So strap in, because today we're going to demystify the world of Tantra and Vajrayana, and you're going to learn how the tradition is not only linked with revolutionary thoughts about independence and personal power, but also just how much it's radically transformed our understanding of Hinduism and Buddhism as we know it. I'm ready. Okay, you know how people talk about the, the Karma Sutra or whatever? And it's like, wow, they must have been really good at sex. I have another proposition to make, and it's that they must have sucked at it. People must have been terrible at sex back then. Even the most learned courtesans of the age must have been terrible compared to how we are right now. Right now, I can go online and find out how to fucking activate the prostate by punching a person's spine, okay? We have... We have... The, the degree of neurological and biological information we have accrued in the past two millennia is is near it's unbelievable we frankly i think that like if anyone today like if you could time travel back to any time in in the past and like just for funsies or whatever you would be outed as a time traveler for your witch-like sex abilities okay if you want that 1600s american colonial pussy all right like you're you're gonna like like she's going to like sound the town bell when you try to go down on her okay like you're not gonna like if if you if if you even touch the clitoris I, like like if you if just the anything i mean unimaginably just so far gone if you, the farther back you go you know people make jokes about like the greek uh femboy which by the way it was all pederasty it's pedophilia by today's standards not good you know you could go back there or whatever. Like, they didn't have enemas back then, okay? I don't, I just, I feel like we're better at sex these days than, than just everyone else ever, you know? Look at the Karma Sutra. It's like, uh, sit like this and then like the girls on your lap. Go online right now and type in crazy sex positions, Cosmo, and you're going to get, you, you think the Karma Sutra is good? You're going to get some wacky ass shit, all right? They didn't even have the mating press back then. They didn't have the technology for the mating press back then. All right? Yeah, true, Vermin. They had enemas, Vosh? No, they didn't. Enemas were invented in the 15th century. Well, that's after ancient Greece. Um, Kama Sutra? Don't care. 
Uh, anyway, they didn't even have the mating press back then. They didn't even have anime girls back then. How? How? how, 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 how come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, they couldn't jackhammer people because jackhammers hadn't been invented yet. Thank you, Sake Tanuki. Agree. Yeah, 100%. Before we get started, we've included a tantric meditation in the description of this video for you to try out yourself. Oh, cowgirl? Couldn't have been invented till the 1800s, right? Just the guy always had to be on top before then. And then, like, 1864. And they were like, oh, she can be on top. Now cows existed. Yeah, but cowgirls didn't exist yet. Because it's cowboy. Cowgirl. Where you can internalize some of the energies and mantras to work with your own root chakra and start activating your own internal Shakti Hello. force right now. So check it out if you want some practical experience with what we're about to talk about. Practical that said, what exactly is Tantra? Let's get this out of the way right from Didn't blowjobs used to be legal? Blowjobs are sodomy, are they not? Sodomy just refers to penetrative sex that's not vaginal. So I think that blowjobs are caught in the anti-sodomy laws, which still exist in a lot of U.S. states. Literally, in some U.S. states, on the books. Illegal. To engage in sodomy. Yeah. So a blowjob. From the start. Yeah, no, shoot, literally. Uh, Anti-sodomy laws, USA Today. Um, Twelve state statutes purp uh, purport to ban all forms of sodomy, some including oral intercourse, regardless of the participant's gender. Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, North Carolina, Oklahoma, and South Carolina. Yeah, still, uh, uh, yeah. Only two states in the past eight years have repealed their anti-sodomy laws, Virginia and Montana, and 12 of them still have them. No, it's not actually enforced. If it ever did try to get enforced, it would probably go to, like, the Supreme Court or whatever, and it'd be, yeah, yeah. But they're still there. No, it's not a weird excuse to have wild sex parties. Sorry. Even if it were, we should be able to still talk openly about sex rather than adhering to this weird social taboo we got going on. Sex is a natural oh. biological oh, thing. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> hold on. We're following YouTube TOS here, right? And is an important part of most kinds of intimate relationships. In actuality, Tantra is a complex Hindu and Buddhist philosophy that puts forward the idea that all aspects of the material world are infused with a divine feminine power known as Shakti. Not my thing. This is, this is very gay. No. No, sorry. Around the 6th century AD in India, a series of... Shakti. Around the 6th century... Is that a fucking monkey? Hold on. Don't just skip up. Don't just skip over this shit. Monkey. Century AD in India. A series of texts and manuscripts began to be written that outlined a bunch of different rituals for invoking one of the many powerful tantric deities. Usually written as a dialogue between a god and a goddess, these texts, known as tantras, contained visualizations and yoga poses designed to grant cities, worldly or supernatural powers. See, this is how you know the sex was mid, by the way. Because all the... All the... <coughs> spiritualism stuff is hocus-pocus. 
So you know, like, these these people are doing yoga for 15 minutes. They don't come, and then they're like, yeah, dude, I totally feel the... I totally feel the universe. And then they go back to bed. We're talking everything from long life and immortality to flight, as well as profound spiritual transformation yeah. and enlightenment. The reason they began to be viewed a bit, uh, overtly sexual, though, was that a lot of the rituals seemed to transgress existing social and religious boundaries. The central philosophy behind the Tantras profoundly taught that there were no real distinctions in our world. Everything was simply a polarity of the cosmic whole. In other words, everything in the material world was sacred, including stuff that was traditionally considered profane and impure by Orthodox Hindu schools. Uh -huh. As such, a lot of the rituals contained things that involved sexual rites, alcohol and intoxicants, and some rituals even dealt with human remains, all of which were big no-nos in Hinduism at the time, and to some extent still are today. Now, this whole thing with sexual alchemy and transformation is a bit misunderstood. Not all of the Tantras focus on sex. You ever feel like you're getting roped into a satanic cult a little bit? Like, you know in the video games where you're listening to the audio logs, and the guy is like, yeah, we, did, we had a new ritual today, we used a femur bone we dug up from the graveyard. We all had sex around it. Huh? Like, I just feel, I, I feel like anyone who does this stuff is like a nameless character at the beginning of, of a berserk chapter. You guys remember the chapter near the, the tower where, of the cultists who were fucking in the cave? You know what I mean? I feel like this is how you get roped in. But some of the ones that oh, do explain that such an act could bring about tremendous change and even enlightenment through liberation. And for the record, we're not talking Kama Sutra style stuff here, okay? Believe it or not, that was written around 200 AD, way before the rise of Tantra. So it actually takes after Hinduism. Texts like the Vajramrita Tantra have the Buddha explaining to a goddess that divine nectar and immortality can be accessed through pleasure, including sexual union if both partners have internalized the Tantric deities. Oh okay, yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sort of picky and choosing what to talk about here. I just want to say that looking at people from this angle makes me want to kill them and myself. There is no situation, not in movies, not in TV shows, not in real life, not in video games, not my screen, not my TV. No situation where I want to see two other people who I don't have a relationship with fucking forehead kissing directly in front of me. Including sexual union they, like, if both like, partners have internalized the time. <laughs> no, I don't. This is where the whole deal has been super misinterpreted, since texts can be interpreted symbolically or literally, depending on the reading. If the teachings are taken depending literally, a couple will assume the role of tantric deities during sex, usually Shiva and Shakti, where the woman is the focus of worship. You know, that whole divine feminine force thing. On the other hand, if we were to look at it symbolically, the text tells you to visualize the union of the deities within your own mind where they usually symbolize qualities like wisdom and compassion coming together to bring ascension. What's very interesting, though, is that I don't this know. isn't we even saw really too different shoe. Who from knows? Orthodox Hinduism. See, in Hindu belief, the universe's creation was a sexual act and product of divine union. So, kama, desire, was actually one of the four qualities of a righteous and fulfilling life, along with dharma, artha, and moksha. How much more based do you think Christianity would be? If instead of God just creating everything, he like fucked a rock and the rock gave birth to everything. Like what what if in the Bible at the beginning it was like in the beginning there was nothing and then God fucked a black hole and we made a universe. Like do some Zeus shit or something. 
Like, doesn't it seem weird that the only interaction that God ever has with the reproductive systems of humans is in the creation of Jesus Christ? Like, 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 I don't know. Didn't he even fuck the black hole? Greek mythology did that? Yeah, and that's why Greek mythology is cool. Do you, you guys realize that after Christianity is done with and considered a mythology rather than a religion, like, people are going to be bored to tears by it, right? Like, the only shit that's cool about Christianity is Catholic imagery, and Evangelion already did that. Like, that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna get stories that have nothing to do with Christianity, and we're going to get, like, cathedrals and crosses. And that's it. Like, ju just some of the imagery is cool. But Greek, Norse, Egyptian mythology? No, that's gonna be around for, uh... Yeah, because it's fucking rad. Because it's cool. Unlike Christianity, which is fucking boring. Where Tantra is distinct though, aside from its whole transgressive nature, is that rather than seeking pleasure as an end unto itself, it teaches practitioners to harness the body and sensuality in order to unite with divinity and attain transformational This is what I mean about the sex being mid, by the way. Fuck that. Hey babe, how do you like to have sex? Oh, well, I like to use tantric harmony to reach divinity. Oh, I like to come. Sorry. <sighs> nope. Power. Not gonna work. In tantric texts, Women are said to be embodiments of Shakti, the divine feminine energy of the universe, which practitioners can interact with through sex. As such, the uh -huh. <clears throat> genitals were often a focus of worship during rituals. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can forgive us for not drawing that one. From the 8th to the 14th centuries, Tantra went through its golden age and was super popular, spreading throughout much of India and beyond, with texts being written all over the Powers. place and translated into tons of different languages. But what made it so popular and revolutionary? Well, to understand that, we need to look at the context. In Does this imply that gay sex is inherently against the spiritual bullshit? Yes. This is, as is often the case, the spiritual essentialization of the male and female spirits uh, 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 does uh, innately produce homophobia, yeah. In which it emerged. Now, India has a huge history, which is pretty awesome. So definitely learn more about it if you want. But as far as we need to know here, Tantra starts popping up after the Gupta and Vakataka dynasties Oop. collapse, which led to tons of smaller kingdoms appearing all across the map, which also meant way more art and culture coming with them. And of course, as you might imagine, when you have a new philosophy emerging that incorporates sex, enlightenment, and freaking superpowers, you just know all the local rulers are gonna be like, <laughs> gimme. And that's pretty much what happened. Subcontinent uh, rulers became attracted to Tantra's promise of power, and public temples started being built everywhere, with Tantric deities getting incorporated into established pantheons. And what do we mean by Tantric deities? Well, deities that seem to be unique to the Tantra movement. I like the argument that these leaders would have allowed religion to spread within their borders because they personally are crave that power. Like, that's such a stupid... That would be... That would... That would be like saying that, like, leaders allowed Christianity to spread into their lands because they wanted to weaponize the glory of Christ. Like, no, it was it has to do with demographic statistics and population preferences and how to keep serfs from revolting. Okay. And are called upon most often during tantric rituals. One of the most popular gods was Bhairava, a kind of weird and terrifying version of Shiva. Long story short, according to the myth, 
One day, the OG Hindu god Brahma got a little big for his boots and thought he could do Shiva's job better than him and started getting in his face about it. So Shiva did the only logical thing that anyone would do in that situation. He threw his fingernail at him, which okay. then morphed into Bhairava and decapitated Brahma, or like one of his five heads or something. Versions differ. Shiva then used Brahma's skull as an alms bowl while wandering over the cremation grounds. So metal. This is in what fact, Christianity is missing. followers of Bhairava often tried to emulate him in rituals, dressing up like him and carrying their own skull bowls and doing stuff in cremation grounds, something that's arguably still present in the Aghori movement today. But while this may sound overly gruesome, or, you know, cool if you're into that sort of thing, it actually has some symbolic value. Not only does the myth represent Tantra's triumph over Hinduism, it's also symbolic of Bhairava's role in killing the ego. See, in the myth, Brahma only gets too big for his boots because his ego gets overinflated. So by cutting off his ego's head, Bhairava silences it. So Brahma is like, oh wow, thanks man. And they're super chill afterwards. And there we have it. A nice little allegory for how tantric ritual- What value does it have to do with sex? No, that's what I'm telling you, man. That's how you know the sex is myth. Okay, it's having sex with a person who views sex as like a religious experience is, is going to be exactly the same as watching a movie that was made to convey a religious experience, okay? It's like watching God is Not Dead, all right? The point isn't the movie making, the film medium, the art, okay? The point is delivering the religious idolatry. Whether you're using sex or videos or whatever as a medium, preachy religious bullshit remains bullshit no matter how it's being delivered. Sex is no different, okay? People make it out like sex cults would have been like super rad where people are like coming everywhere. That's probably not true. In reality, what it probably did was take something fun, sex, and then hook you on that. But then they start introducing rules and gatekeeping participation behind a bunch of like weird cultish rituals that had to do with plazing or sating the founder or like, you know, doing some like ceremony shit that had nothing to do with actual pleasure. And then before long, it's like, yeah, this is our sex cult where like you get sex occasionally and 80% of the sex that you do have is about like carving shit into rocks or whatever. The introduction of religion to any medium of communication, whether that be sex or film or anything else, will always make it worse, okay? With the ex the one exception being architecture. That's what I'll give them, okay? It, that seems to be the one artistic medium where the introduction of religion just makes cool shit happen. I don't know why, and I'm not a scientist, but... ...can silence the ego and bring you closer to ascension. Is your main argument for, human against level, all this, one of the, the most six, famous tantrikas, someone yeah, who yeah, practices sure. tantra, was this poet named Karaikal Amayar. She was a housewife who got sick of her husband and was like, screw this, and abandoned her role to become a follower of Bhairava. Hmm. Iconic. Mad respect. But this is one of those things about tantra that's so cool, and what made it so super popular. Initiation was open to people from different social backgrounds and genders something that challenged the caste system of Indian society and made Tantra especially appealing to women and the socially marginalized. Coupled with the whole Shakti thing, female goddesses went through a popular phase which challenged all the traditional notions that women had to be passive or docile or I'm not learning enough about sexuality. Yoga is to awaken your own inner Shakti force. Through them, she infuses them with power, allowing you to reach higher spiritual planes. In this case, the crown chakra is often identified with Shiva, and as soon as the kundalini reaches him, i.e. your crown chakra, they engage in a sexual union that triggers enlightenment and all those fancy cities we talked about. As such, the big thing what? that is different in tantric enlightenment as opposed to OG enlightenment 
is that it's much more about transformation in this world via the body rather than transcendence of it. Because of this physical enlightenment, I just see England. 1500 and 1800 AD. But what happened in the 1800s? Well, that's right. Your favorite tea drinking, posh speaking empire came knocking on the door. Enter the British Raj. Of all places, Bengal in Eastern India was an early tantric center and cult hotspot for the goddess Kali as activity. In fact, many tantric sex is to unite with divinity rather Enough. They've ruined sex. Who linked this? Spirit science guys obsessed on Watson. Oh, Han and Jake. The fucking room. There's nothing to see. There's nothing to do. Uh, I don't know what you want, but we will have ever done on this channel. And he just decided to film himself. And of course he had an ode to Emma Watson, the Chrysophia. The person who linked this video said that he deleted the original video, but it lives on in the coverage done by Han and Jake. As this. We all knew, well, before you saw the spirit science person, you knew his facial hair looked like this. Strap the fuck in, okay? Grab a beverage, grab some healing crystals, because this guy is really weird. Hi. This is probably going to be one of the strangest videos that I've ever recorded, and it feels right to record it, and maybe even right to post it. Huh? So uh, this is kind of setting an intention to to get there if I can. This video is about Emma Watson and a very strange series of experiences that I've had that have led me to this moment two and a half years ago. I had a psychedelic journey uh, using psilocybin where I had this very profound, realistic vision, experience really, it's like a visionary experience of Emma Watson and I talking. That's mushrooms. He took some mushrooms and imagined Emma Watson. And it was just as if I it was, it was, it was as if I was just there in a room chatting with her. And she was interested in spirituality and, and, and in, in, in talking to me about all manner of different things. And, and we had this really long conversation. And afterwards I was like, huh, that was very interesting. And then about a week later, uh, I did some more psilocybin. This time- uh, Yeah, Shu, you're an e-girl, so you know. Shu, Shu probably has an experience with lots of people taking psilocybin and then being weird about her. Yeah. I always, one, one, of my, one of my big aversions to psychedelic drugs is my fear that it would, like, make me abandon my self-control. Because of course it does. It's a psychedelic drug. And I would just be unbearably cringe. And I feel like I would never be able to distance myself from that. You know what I mean? Like when I like when I'm drunk or whatever, I I can I can own what I am and what I've done. But what if there? What if I took like fucking shrooms or something, and it was just so cringe that I couldn't own it? I'd have to die. They think I speak to them telepathically and leave hints and videos. Holy shit, you! That is so funny. Yeah, sure. How does it make you feel that every time you watch? Every time you make a video, there's a non-zero number of people who are watching it scanning for the hints you left to them. That's incredible. Oh, speaking of shrooms. Here, bring the scrunkly little goblin. Oh my god, she's so cute. Oh my god. Yeah, it's me. Hello. 
No whiskers? Yeah, she doesn't have any whiskers. Yeah, what if we what if we put your feet in a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, what if what if we fought? What if we battled? Is this what you want? I'm not I'm not holding her feet. She's just choosing to press. Yeah. Is this is this better for you? Is this preferable? What? No, no. Ah, ah so sharp. Oh, so sharp. Ah. What a battle. I just I just want to see a little more of this story. Uh, she was taking me somewhere to help resolve some life challenge and problem that I'd have. Oh no. And she was like helping me solve it. And I was like, oh, that was also very cool. And I didn't, again, didn't know what to make of it. And it was, it was not a vision that I sought out. You know, I never spent time focusing on or thinking of Emma. I can assure you, this is not a joke. This is... This is cut from a live stream, too. This is this guy's personality. It's, uh, it's gonna get worse, guys. It's gonna get worse. And it's, it's, I... Ugh. Uh, about a year later, I came to Rhythmia for the first time. Now, I'm actually filming this at Rhythmia right now. So the first time I came to Rhythmia, uh, I had a very special intention for myself. I said uh, I wanted to embody the spirit of Christ. Interesting. Once again, it actually started, it was the first night, the first ceremony. Uh, I remember lying down at one point, and I just felt this presence, like these eyes staring at me. Is he going to say that Emma Watson apparated into his fucking room i hope so my dude knows she's not an actual wizard right what an idiot and i like sort of with my mind's eye with your mind's eye <gasps> this guy's not spirit science, head, i guess though. and like looked over and it's emma watson there we go staring at me and i'm like hi and I just pushed away on her. I was like, there's nothing here. There's nothing to see. There's nothing to do. Uh, I don't know what you want, but go away. And I actually like pushed away on her. I was like, no, thank you. You know, and this is every conservative populist with a shoe on head. And it's not even with psilocybin either. It's just schizophrenia too. So it's 24 seven, you know, they wake up and they hear like, uh, they hear like, oh, yo, head ass from like the shower. And Shuan had standing in there with like a towel up. And he's like, no, no, you're not real. Unless, ha, ha no. <laughs> and that just happens like a dozen times a day, every day. <laughs> we have to stop. We have to stop laughing. I have to stop. We scared off shoe. And ironically, a sick haircut. Yes, sick is in disease. The issue with the Bible is that it's just not cool. Okay? There aren't any super-powered fights. There just aren't. Every time two big, powerful figures fight, it's over instantly. It has to be because God is a Mary Sue. Okay? Like, think about it. Think about Lucifer. First of the angels, you know, uh, uh, radiant as the sun, you know, the morning dawn, the, the head of all the angels rises up against God. And what, is there a fight? Do God and Lucifer battle for eight years? 
and then another eight, and that's why we have volcanoes? Was the Mariana Trench created by an epic karate chop that God delivered to Lucifer before he dodged? No! God just sent him to hell in a nanosecond because it's God. Boring! Fucking boring! Uh, dude, God and Satan wage war for the souls of... Why? God could win instantly. Well, the humanity's job is to uh, make good choices and the, the free will that we were given by Christ. But that's boring. All the cool shit in the Norse mythology, it's like, well, why doesn't Odin simply defeat the, the, the forces of Ragnarok? Do you know why he doesn't? Because he would lose. That's badass. Hey, what if the gods are powerful, why don't they just defeat the evil? Because they'll evil will win. The Ragnarok will, will they'll all die. It's it, they can't but God can just finger snap. But he doesn't cuz it's uh, you have to make the choice for yourself. Fuck you. Omnipotence is a boring character trait. Yeah, and then they did it twice. They did it with God. And then they did it with Jesus. And they can't even decide whether God and Jesus are the same person. Like, most of them believe in the Holy Trinity, where God and Jesus are separate but also one. But the Mormons believe that God and Jesus are distinct entities, I think. So it's like, they can't even... Honestly. Also, like, nothing cool is even going to happen in the rapture. The, the rapture is... Li it's literally like... All the good people go to heaven and everyone else just stays on Earth while it turns to shit. There's no battle! We don't, we don't battle Satan. We can't battle Satan. We're gonna die! There's no, there's no war. What, what if... Okay, here's how you fix the Bible. Keep, keep everything together. Except, first of all, the rapture's not in the Bible, I don't think so. Write that in, okay? But instead of Earth being torn apart and us going to hell, the people who don't go to heaven. What if it's trial by combat? The virtuous go to heaven, the unvirtuous remain on earth to battle for earth with Satan. And if we win, we get to go to heaven. That's good. Right there. Everyone else gets a freebie ticket, okay? They went on fastpass.com. They bought their ticket to heaven early by worshiping Christ and his good word. Everyone else, you have to fight for it. But Satan has literal magical powers? Yeah, but he's also an emo bitch. Okay? You gotta beat him. Mind games. Alright? Oh yeah, also Satan doesn't have nukes. That is true. Also, Satan ain't God. God is omnipotent. Jesus is omnipotent. Satan isn't. Satan affects the earthly world through envoys, avatars, and satanic corruption. God could snap his fingers and delete the planet. Satan couldn't. If Satan claimed to take the earth, could we fight him? He's just, I mean, he's the head angel, right? How, how mortal are angels? We have nukes. Could, how, how many nukes can one angel survive, okay? I'm just saying, all right? I'm just saying, listen, okay? All I'm saying is, that capping the Bible off with, like, Lucifer returns to Earth, you know, uh, just the Holy Land gets obliterated in a, in a wave of molten fire as he descends 
arises from hell, which was in the Earth's core, by the way, of course, um, and thus begins like the great end times battle with the rest of humanity. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. Honestly. I don't think we have any canonical understanding of how strong Lucifer is anyway. I mean, we know God's omnipotent, but, you know, again, head angel. How strong? Do, what's the most impressive thing an angel has ever done? I'm actually asking. Biblical canon. What is the most impressive thing that an angel has ever done? Sodom and Gomorrah? They've slain entire cities? We can do that? What? Okay. What if that's the limit, though? They, they turned it... They turn it into a, a pillar of salt, right? An angel came down and killed 180,000 Assyrian soldiers. We could kill 180,000 Assyrian soldiers. Also, how, how was the fight? Did they just snap their finger and it was over? Or was there like a cool battle? You know what I mean? Like, did they have to swoop down and cast a spell? Is, 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 there, is there a trick? The, by the way, the fact that these aren't settled questions is why Christianity sucks. Because you could do this with Norse mythology, okay? If Norse mythology ended up being real, and it's like, okay, Ragnarok is happening, also humanity advanced a thousand years technologically since those books were written, so what are our chances? And they're like, well, Soder is going to come up, and he's a giant of uh, earth and metal, 150 feet tall, and we're like, we can definitely kill that. What's his name? Suter? Suture? Suter? The, the, big, the big fire lad. Sorter? Sorter? Sorter. Something like that. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Yeah. That comes up, you know, we could kill that. Odin? We could kill Odin. Absolutely we could. 100% we could. We'd be, get, we'd, be getting, we'd be getting TikTok fan cams done of the Bayraktar drone strikes that we'd be doing on Odin's, Odin's throne. You know what I mean? Like within an hour of it happening, like people, people, people would be using like, like Google satellite camming to like go, go like, yeah, okay, it's a little more to the left, you know, just bombing the shit out of it. There would, there would be Americans with, with AR-15s, like just firing off in the general hemispheric direction. Odin's kind of based on that. Well, I mean, any God's a goal. Can we kill this? Okay. This seems to me more like it's metaphorical, personally. Can we kill that? What? So is this like planet sized? I don't think a planet. That's the world. That's not the world. Yarmander. Okay, wait. How big is the world serpent? Hold on. Size. Yarmander. Size. There's got to be a. No, this is how big is God of War 4's world serpent? No, like in the. In the. Length, enough to encircle Midgard. Oh boy. Wait, hold on. Midgard, Norse, mythology. Midgard, home of man, the abode of mankind. Oh boy. Oh wait, it actually is the circumference of the planet. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, it's just a snake. Yeah, wait. The real question is how 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 thick is it? What if it's just like a really long noodle? You know, like it's only a hundred feet wide or something. You could you could sort of chop at it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. 
Um, I know it bleeds. Isn't, um, the World Serpent is destined to fight Thor to the death in the end times, isn't he? Yormander? Yormangander? Yeah, they both die. Yeah, so Thor manages to kill something the size of the planet. We can poison it with microplastics. That's good. Giant poisonous sea serpent which inhabits the ocean surrounding so huge and encircles the entire world and grasps the tip of its tail with its own mouth. Is one of the three children of Loki. Loki? Wait. Loki's its dad? Loki. Loki, come on. Loki fucks a whore. Okay, Jesus, that is some strong seed. That is impressive. Because Loki's like generally portrayed as a pretty lanky dude, and it's like, oh yeah, also like one of my kids is like the god. Hi, I'm Ultimate Specialist Dr. Jackson Crawford. I teach at the university. No, it doesn't have visuals. I need visuals. I'm ADHD brain. It's all God of War shit that I'm looking up. God damn it. Okay, world history. In circles around Midgard, son of the god Loki, the giantess, Anger Boda, and the brother of the great with Fenrir and Hell, Queen of the Death. Ragnarok and the Twilight of the Gods, he slays and is slain by the god Thor. Um, base? Free, Army of the Dead. Okay, this, this is why Christianity sucks. Let me just read this. At the end of days known as Ragnarok, Fenrir would break free, Hell would supply him with an army of the dead, and Jormungandr would release his tail and rise from the seas to join the forces of chaos in battle against the gods and their heroes. The gods would almost be killed but then would defeat their adversaries and preserve order, which continued in the rebirth of a new world rising from the ashes of the old. Like, cool, cool, way cooler. Norse lore is like unironically the coolest shit. Okay, I just want to hit you guys with the black pill. Norse mythology is not uniquely cool. Christianity is uniquely boring. Seriously. Monotheistic religious systems where the god is omnipotent and omniscient are incredibly boring because there's no narrative stakes to anything. Uh, it's, it's not that Norse mythology is especially cool. If you could go back and learn about, like, hundreds of mythologies way back, they're all pretty badass. Christianity is boring, you know? It's Christianity, Judaism, and, and, uh, uh, Islam, the Abrahamic religions. They're just really boring. And I think, personally, Christianity is the most boring of the three. At least the Jews debate God, which is badass, and, uh, and Mormon, well, Mormons are Christianity. And I don't know as much about Islam, but I've, I've heard there is some more interesting stuff there. Um, it, could, it could be just as boring as, as Christianity, maybe. Yeah, Jews have the golem and they debate God. That's pretty good. Yeah, debate Yahweh. Yeah.